What is the Podcast of Matrix? The Podcast of Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. With the world of comic books and pop culture ever changing, how are fans meant to keep up with the trends in the industry? Is the new event from the Big Two worth reading? What's the story on that show from that network about that hero from that comic book? Can I trust a movie review from someone who hasn't even read the source material? We have the answers you seek. These are my Big Fat Pull List's current issues. Welcome to this special quarantine edition of Current Issues, where your hosts slide into clean sweatpants and discuss what they think are the most important news items going on in the world of comic books and pop culture. I am Mr. X. I am Marv Danger. I'm Smurfy. And I'm Dr. Impact. And yes, we are all at least six feet apart. Our top stories for this episode include a peek inside our daily lives as we deal with the no new comic books, and practice self-distancing while surviving the pandemic. An attempt to predict the future in regards to our geek-filled lives inside this changing world. And a focus on the lighter side of things with the new-to-you comic book day movement. I can't believe you lied to them out of the gate and said we were all one, six feet apart, because we're not in the same room. And two, that we would even bother to wear pants during this? <laughs> Ridiculous, sir. Ridiculous. Well, a, I wasn't lying, because we are at least six feet apart. That's true. I mean, it's it's a lot more than six feet apart, since we're all coming from our own perspective homes. Yeah, how's that a lie, Pistol? You're an idiot. Wow, somebody is salty. <laughs> I'm not wearing sweatpants. I'm actually wearing jammy pants. Okay. I'm wearing shorts. I'm not wearing anything. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Impact and I are just going commando, baby. Surviving the pandemic. Now, we here at My Big Fat Polis decided, hell with it. We have to talk about the state of the world. There is currently a global pandemic going on right now that has change the lives of almost every single person on the planet. And I feel that something that would help everybody listening and maybe even us in general is if we talk about what we have been doing during this time of quarantine, during this time of self-distancing, what we've been doing to get through the madness. And I'll go first. It's very simple. I've moved. <laughs> wow, you just got packed up and ran really? away, huh? All right, I did. Enough. I was just packed up and and ran for the hills. Uh, Where actually, are you? Exactly, Aruba, hmm, Jamaica? Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you. Uh, uh, no, no, no tropical places for me. Uh, my skin could not handle it. Unfortunately, my wife and I were in the process of buying a house before the country shut down. Uh, everything was like, "Ooh, wow! This is this could get bad if if we don't keep track of it." And then halfway through the negotiations on the on the new house, it was like, "Oh, so uh, quarantine everybody, self distancing, <laughs> don't go anywhere." And we're like, "Well, but we 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 have to. Mm. We can't back out of a contract. They, there's there's legal ease that is involved. So right, we pushed through. We uh, we were able to." get everything moved. We are safe and secure in our new house. And I've been spending the time unpacking and wow, do I have a lot of shit. <laughs> it's either we needed a bigger house or I need to get rid of some more crap. Well, that's not going to happen. Obviously. Eh, they, yeah, well, yeah, I'm not going to get a bigger house because you know, the, well, I, I, I meant the, this one, I meant to get rid of things. I, I told you to get a bee shed. A he shed is probably in the uh, in the cards. If it does, if I don't make a he shed for 
some of my collectibles. It'll definitely turn into the office slash studio. Because right now I'm recording at a folding table in what is considered our dining room. Hmm. Surrounded by boxes. And I've also been binging Archer. Oh, really? Yes. The, uh, the animated series Archer. I've always wanted to see that. How is it? Did you watch the creator's previous show, Frisky Dingo? I did not. Okay. Because I, I was a not. fan. I was a fan of Frisky Dingo, but I, I d- never did get around to watching Archer. No, I watched Archer because it was suggested to me while I was still working at the nightclub, mm. and I was tired of everybody quoting the show and me not understanding what was going on. Because that usually doesn't happen to me. Mm. I'm usually the person that is quoting something, and people are looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" So being on the other end of that just didn't jive with me very well gotcha gotcha so i started watching and i was like okay well this is this is cute and as the uh as the first season continued i was like oh okay it's very spy-esque well i mean it is it's espionage but the great thing about the show is all of the characters are just wacky enough to make it entertaining there is character development and the show does change and evolve as the seasons go. So it's literally, you're not watching, oh, it's another spy episode. Okay, okay. They do they do things, and then there's also enough pop culture references inside every episode that for somebody like me, who absolutely loves pop culture references, uh, I, I'll get a chuckle out of just a one-liner that's dropped that probably nobody else in the room. Yet also another casualty of the, of the uh, pandemic, because season 11 which was due to start next month, has now been held off Mm. until further notice. And as someone who is caught up on Archer, that breaks my heart because it it is terrific. The last seasons have been real fun stuff, and I can't really tell you what they're about without spoiling things. And uh, let's just say it goes well beyond the spy genre. Yes, 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 it does. Um, the, Great voice I, cast. I was just about to say, John uh, John H. Benjamin, I know Smurfy was tired of him, but I've known him since home movies as Coach McGurk, and he can voice anything. I love him. It's the same, he's, he's the same voice. What do you mean he can voice anything? It's the same voice. Well, right, but that's fine. He can, he right. can just do that voice. But a lot of people will know him if they don't watch Archer. They watch Bob's Burgers. I don't. Yeah, but there's an, I don't. Yeah. yeah, but there's an actual episode where they make fun of Bob's Burgers. Yes, that's that's a great episode. I have seen that one. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Pistol, what have you been doing to survive the pandemic? Well, I put things in in an order to do, and then I did not do them. <laughs> <laughs> right? I have my... So one of the episodes I'm going to be working on is Spider-Verse versus Spider-Geddon. Ooh, a little spoiler for our listeners. Mm. Well, you got to give them something because we need anything. Hope. Hope. And I put it together and then I have yet to reread it because I love Spider-Verse, but I like Spider-Geddon. I'm hoping Mm -hmm. on a reread that my like elevates to the same as Spider-Verse, but we'll see. Another thing I'm working on that I won't say, I have started the show notes for it. And all I have to do is start watching it. But it is it is something I originally was really looking forward to. But after watching it initially, my excitement for it has diminished. So that is forcing me to put it off. Also because well, I have... terribly cryptic. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus. Because I got the newest Lego idea set, the Pirates of Barracuda Bay... It is a 4,500-piece set that can be converted into one of two different things. Either the island, the the shipwrecked island, where they've taken the parts of their pirate ship and created a life for themselves, or it can be the pirate ship itself. And I've kept it as the pirate ship because it's gorgeous. And that Mm. took about two and a half days, sort of. A couple of Switch games I've played, uh, Animal Crossing. I'm about to dive back into Ghostbusters now that I've found my... Uh, Switch copy, my 10-year anniversary copy. And then I have a stack of comic books that I'm going to be reading for a video series called In Memoriam. 
Uh, it's about oh, my favorite hmm. comics that are dead, whether they be recent or a little bit longer. Hmm. And Smurfy has actually inspired me to begin, while I can't begin construction, I have begun blueprinting out my Lego city for when I eventually, like Mr. X, get a house that can house my interests. Hmm. Ah, and, yes. And my, my piece de resistance will be the Ghostbuster Firehouse. Oh, Very okay. Cool. Very cool. I got to um, help in the domestication of a baby barn owl because my wife is a wildlife veterinarian. And if you check out my Instagram or Twitter, you will be able to see pictures of this adorable barn owl. Maybe a little video of him climbing stairs and also the Lego sets I've built since then. Okay. Very that, cool. Yeah. You know, what was that like with the with the owl? That's a very fascinating topic. It was actually really cool because the owl, you know, since you're domesticating it to become an animal ambassador for wherever it goes, you have to almost treat it like a pet. So we would scratch it. It would snuggle up on us. And actually, there I have a, a shot of it fell asleep standing on my wife. It just was like, all right, I am tired. Because I would have assumed owls are night animals. It would not fall asleep right away. But... No, it did. It, it ran around the house for a little bit. Yes, ran, uh, which was odd to see owl legs because I you know, you, don't, <laughs> you don't really you associate them with perching more than actual movement. And then watching him spread his wings and stretch, and uh, I think they called it roosting, where they like kind of like puff up and get really comfortable. Oh, sure, yeah. They are comfortable in their surroundings. He did that a couple of times, which is really nice. That's very cool, sir. Very very yeah. cool. It, it was. It was definitely an amazing experience. And I think we might foster some other domestics in the future, but this was a good first time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good for you. But I, I do plan to start Spider-Verse versus Spider-Geddon this weekend or my mysterious uh, compare and contrast. Dr. Impact, what have you been up to? Yeah, as far as me, I, I feel like I've actually been busier since the stay-at-home orders and the quarantine has started. You know, I, I have looked at this whole shelter-in-place deal and this whole uh, pandemic as not so much a hindrance of any kind, but rather an opportunity. You guys know, and Mr. X, you know, uh, on a far more hands-on a personal level, uh, I, I have a tendency to spin far too many plates at one time. Huh, you think? In my life, yeah. <laughs> so to me, this is an opportunity to have the time that is needed to finish some projects that have been outstanding for a while. So there's been a lot of that kind of stuff going on and a lot of, you know, just taking taking advantage of the opportunity of the time that has been given. You know, we've uh, we've been working on developing this fan film, as we've talked about on past episodes, based on the Mighty Crusaders, and uh, a lot of costuming has been going on. In fact, I would like to give a little bit of a, a plug, if I may, here. You may that... not. Oh, okay. Well, then, never mind. Never mind. I'm done. No, no. I there's a there's a fan magazine that is published. They're up to issue four, and issue five will be coming out soon. It's called the Shield G-Man Club Fanzine, and it is available through IndiePlanet.com. We'll have a link for you guys, but uh, this is a fanzine devoted to the Shield and the Mighty Crusaders. We have an article coming up in issue five. Now, the nice thing about these magazines is that aside from being able to order your copies through IndiePlanet, you can also download a digital file for free. Now, oh. the, now the print copy is, I think, about 5 or $6, but the digital copy is free. So we have an article coming up in issue five of that book, and that will have the first official look at the test costume of the Jaguar. Um, actress Taylor Peets got into costume, and we tested it, and that so that look will be debuting in that magazine. That was something we've worked on during this time. So yeah, using this time to get a lot of projects done, a lot of writing, a lot of editing, uh, a lot of video work, but also a lot of reading. I'm, as you know, notoriously far behind on my monthly reading, and um, this is this is allowing me the time to get caught up finally. And have you gotten caught up? Not fully, not fully. Uh -huh. um, I am. Not. 
Of course not, because I'm because I am that far behind. Uh, <laughs> but I will say that I am now completely caught up on everything except DC and the regular Ninja Turtles from IDW. All my indie titles, all of Marvel, all horror stuff, all everything else that I get, I am completely caught up on all of it now, except for those things. And those are, are very close. And I'm also getting caught up on, on reading novels. I just read uh, the what is considered to be the first book in the new Disney Star Wars canon, the Dooku Jedi Lost, it's called. Okay. And it, uh, yeah, it starts... Uh, it was a very, very, very good book. Very fascinating. Very fun. Um, it, it basically is Dooku recruiting Ventress, and then she learns his past and his story. So you get to hear Dooku's story from when he joined with the Jedi at the age of five and took his, his first Padawan. You get to see Qui-Gon as a, as a Padawan, you know, and, and the eventual, his eventual fall is detailed and it. it's a really really great book um that i otherwise would not have normally had time to read so um so yeah very very uh very busy during this time smurfy what about you very much like pistol i have been busy with legos i built about 20 something lego sets and did a deep dive into reorganizing and displaying legos and building a lego city on a six foot holding table nice hey. yep um on more of like, you know, like comic book related, I did finish watching everything, uh, our, the first season of DC Titans. Oh. That's on the, uh, the DC app. Okay. But, uh, really enjoyed that. Probably going to do a podcast review on it because I think more people should get behind it and watch it because it's fantastic. I am for that because I recently just acquired the first season on DVD. So I will watch that and get ready for that episode then. And then I've been binging a whole bunch of stuff on Disney Plus app, uh, waiting for the new series to come out. Like right now, I'm watching DuckTales season two, uh, finishing that up. Yeah, like I, I think it's fantastic. I love how they really dove into like season two. They really dive into like the pop culture of like Darkwing Duck, Gizmo Duck, all those favorite things are starting to come to light. So I'm just a little disappointed that season three, which has started on Disney XD, is not also being shown on Disney Plus. It I would is say disappointing, yet. but I will say this. If you have a cable subscription, if you download the Disney Now app, you can watch uh, things that are currently going because I am up to date on season three because of that way. So oh. so the way Disney's doing is like almost like Netflix. Like the season has to – the series or season has to come out first in full length. Then they'll put it on their app. Is that how they're doing it? Uh, that's what I would imagine. Okay. I mean – I'm assuming, yeah. I mean it's still too new for us to really, I guess, know. It hasn't been out for over a year yet, but – okay. Good to know. Good to know once to know in season three or season two move on. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also have a list of books I want to read that I haven't read yet. So yeah, hoping to read those soon. See, it's all about opportunity, right? It really is. At least it's organized and my comics are organized. That's a main thing. I feel better knowing like, okay, I know what books I have. So when all this stuff ends next time we're at a comic convention, I can go through and go, all right, here's the issues I'm missing. And I can continue the hunt for completing series. Time management. I feel Back when the world was something we all could understand, uh, time management was probably the biggest suck fest there yep. was. Yeah. Because there were so many things you wanted to do, but by the time you got the opportunity to do them, you were just too damn tired. Yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. To do it. And now I feel, even though that this is a horrible experience we're all having the, the and the world is going through, even though this is terrible, if you do that whole, oh, well, I'm going to look on the bright side of things. Uh, well, there's time now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there that's is true. Time. There's a lot of time. And that's why we want to know, how are you surviving this pandemic? Are you re-watching some old shows that, uh, that you haven't visited in a while? Dusting off some old comic books or some old novels that uh, you haven't read in a long time? Or are you playing with Legos? Reach out to us over at our website at mybigfatpullist.com and let us know how you're surviving this world crisis. Marv Danger here, reporting in about the changing world. No more comics. No more big budget films. And no more San Diego Comic-Con. With a world in shambles, what will come out of them?
Now, I fear your introduction for this segment was purely fear-mongering. Yes. <laughs> I mean, fear-mongering is the best news. <laughs> because <laughs> the, way you, the way you said it, it was like, it's never, none of this stuff is ever coming back. There will never be any new comics. There will never be any more big-budget movies. And Comic-Con San Diego is gone forever. Definitely not until next year. <laughs> well, yeah. well right. Wow. Thanks, man. <laughs> Way to backpedal. Yeah. Unfortunately, this year, I do want to touch upon a couple of things that were canceled that uh, I personally was looking yeah. forward to. And something I know Mr. X was really looking forward to, and that's at the very start of this plague, New Mutants was supposed yeah. to come out for the seventeenth oh, time. That movie is yeah. so cursed. Yeah. That movie has got the curse, man. Like, oh my god! I've been yeah. waiting and waiting, waiting and waiting, yeah. and finally they were going to put it out. And I'm like, all right, this is going to happen. And literally three days before the movie was supposed to hit theaters, we get a whole duck and cover, stay at home mm-hmm. order. And I'm like, are you? kidding me well i can't believe they haven't even done what they did with blood spot or they at least put took blood spot and a few others and put it on amazon prime to rent right away you're talking about blood shot shot sorry not spot blood shot whatever <laughs> yeah. blood spot, vin, diesel, blood shot. vin diesel bloody movie with with something yeah sorry i don't know why i said spot you know, shot. Yeah. the failed God. vin diesel comic yeah. book movie mm-hmm. yeah well see like uh, but i mean at least they threw it out there to rent right away you know with a few other movies so. But it was also playing in theaters already, whereas New Mutants oh, okay. had not actually been released. It has not yeah. like the Bloodshot okay. did have a run, a theatrical run. I, I think it was Got what him. two weeks, maybe two tops. weeks. I think, yeah, because but, like the Disney movie Onward was the same way. Like it was in theaters, it was starting yeah. to flop. The quarantine yeah. hit, they put it on Disney Plus, and now everyone's been watching it. And they said now it, it redeemed itself on Disney Plus. So I was like, oh, okay, well maybe do it with you know do that with more movies, see if they can redeem itself. But I'm surprised they haven't. Well, and that's something that's something to actually think about where this the changing world is considered, though, is until Hollywood gets back to normal. And this is for both film and television. Until Hollywood gets back to normal, what do we do? How do we get that entertainment? Well, and and to be honest with you, you know, as soon as that all started with with films being released digitally or or vod and and what have you you know i I kind of wonder how much of this is the catalyst for what film studios have been wanting and working towards for years anyway you know there has been talk of films going straight to digital and fewer theatrical releases and that's something that's been happening i mean you take a film like last year's drama the marriage story you're looking at a film starring adam driver and Scarlett Johansson, both of who are currently A-list stars. Whether you like them or not, they are both currently A-list stars. And yet, the film went to Netflix. It did Hmm. not go to the theaters. Now, it played its exclusive one-week, you know, Oscar qualification timeline so that it it could, you know, be nominated for an Oscar. But outside of that, for the general public, it went straight to Netflix. Yeah. And that was already starting. Now, because of this, now we've got major films that had two or three weeks in the theater, major tentpole movies. Because whether Bloodshot is good or not, whether it is quality or had any opportunity to make a million bajillion dollars, whatever, at the box office, is immaterial. It is still a tentpole film. And, you know, two weeks in the theater, and now it's suddenly on digital. And now we're hearing that Artemis Fowl, which was one of Disney's big sci-fi fantasy blockbusters for the year, uh, which was, I think, scheduled for sometime in May, is now going to premiere on Disney+. Plus. It's going to go straight to Disney+, Plus without any kind of theatrical release whatsoever. I just saw it today, yep. Oh, is it out? No, I mean, I, I saw that announcement that's going straight. Oh, to okay, Plus, okay. I was like, wow. I was, I was kind of, you know, struck by that. I was like, oh, I was like, wow. Yeah, so. you know, and they were, they were expecting because that's got a, you know, the, that it's a children's book, and and that book series has a big following. They were expecting, you know, maybe not necessarily Harry Potter numbers, but um, maybe certainly, Chronicles of Narnia. Well, probably, better. probably bigger than Chronicles of oh, Narnia. Okay. I mean, they were expecting a pretty big franchise on that yeah. thing, you know, and that's going straight to Disney Plus. So. And obviously, they're not going to do something like that with with Black Widow or a Marvel 
one of the major Marvel films because let's face it, any Marvel film at this point, even a, a quote unquote theoretical box office Marvel bomb is still going to make $700 million worldwide, you know, and they're not going to risk something like Black Widow on right. Disney Plus. But how many other films will go the route of Artemis Fowl? How many other studios, because of this, will start to alter their release schedules and their, their distribution plans because of the way this has been working? See, I, I'm, I'm I like, so let me preface this with the movie I want to see that got pushed back to next year, and that's Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. If Sony put out Ghostbusters and said, here it is, we're going to give it to you now, because now people need content more than ever. But then once this is over, we're going to put it back into theaters. I still go and pay to see whatever it's called, where they bring back Ghostbusters and play it on the big screen. Yes, thank you. I would definitely, assuming the movie is good, and I guess that's a caveat, I would pay for to see Ghostbusters at home, and then let's say come October, whenever everything's back to a semblance of normalcy, I would probably pay to see it in theaters too. Pistol, yeah. let me ask you this. Would you pay the $20 to rent it for two days right now? That's because that's what they're doing on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You get the movie yeah. for two days for 20 bucks, which is the same as I guess getting one movie ticket for $10, you know, but you get to watch it for two whole yeah. days and then it's gone. And then you'd be willing to go pay the, an extra $10 at the movie theater to see it again. Yeah. I can't tell you how many Blu-ray, like I just rebought Ghostbusters on Blu-ray, the um, hard steel edition that came out um, right, yeah. with all the extra features. Like yeah. I've probably got five DVDs of Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters 2 floating around my place at any given point. But sadly, I, I don't know that a lot of people think the same way. Now I'm with you, Pistol. I would do the same thing, especially to support Either, either a film or a studio or a filmmaker who I personally enjoy and want to support, I would, I would absolutely do the same thing. Sadly, I don't know that there's enough people that would, knowing that the film can be just watched at home. Right, right. I have to, I'd have to agree with that because when I heard that uh, Black Widow, it's like, okay, Black Widow will be available for digital for $20. I'm like, $20? Yeah, sounds a lot, right? But that's how much that's how much I'm going to pay when I buy the movie. Why don't I just yep. wait for that? But then I thought about it. If I were to go to the movies mm-hmm. and buy a ticket, and I don't even buy a ticket. I I I became a member of the Regal Reward Zone. So I don't pay for tickets anymore. I get to watch unlimited movies. But one thing I do end up doing when I go to the movies, I get a popcorn and a drink. Right. Mm-hmm. Which usually, especially if I'm with my wife, that'll cost about $20. Yep. Well, and keep in so mind, like, depending on what time of day, you know, for anybody who doesn't have that that Regal program, you know, if you go to a regular evening show, chances are you're, you know, you're going with someone, probably a wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Chances are you're going to spend $20 on two tickets anyway. Exactly. Right, right. You know? That's that's. I mean, yeah. I I sit down with a buddy who's got kids when that Trolls Worldwide came out, and he was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, man, I need something to entertain the kids. They're super excited for it." And now he's his kids are younger, you know, they're mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. single digits, and he's just like, "I'm gonna spend the twenty bucks because they can both watch it. And if I took yeah. me, my wife, and my two kids to see it, it'd be at least forty bucks. Twenty bucks yep. to entertain for at least a day, maybe two. Uh, you know, that's if they like it. And cool. And if not, hey, man, at least I got, you know, two hours of kind of peace and quiet where they got to watch a movie. So, and, and see, he did because it. of because of stuff like that and because of what's happening here, I don't think movie theaters goes away. I don't think that ever right. goes away. I don't think so either. But I do see the distribution model for films changing forever. After I see. This. Yeah. I see it better will not go movies. back to the way it was. It will be less, either fewer multiplexes Releases. in cities. Hmm. Or smaller theaters. Maybe we go back to more one and two screen houses. Yeah, the films that get released theatrically, like you said, Smurfy, they're going to be higher quality. They're going to be bigger films. They're going to be more more selective about what films actually get released on that kind of a scale as opposed oh, yeah. to what just goes straight to the It's got to be the seat fillers. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's got to exactly. be your guaranteed seat fillers. Yep. Exactly. Everything else will be available 
stream it to buy online. Yeah, or it'll just go straight to and, streaming. And think about this too: if that's the case, if everything goes straight to there, how does that, in the long run, affect Blu-ray and DVD sales? How does that, in the long run, affect menial things such as the Golden Globes or the Oscars? Or, you know, any other award ceremony, because currently to be qualified for those awards, you have to screen theatrically. Well, if we don't do that many theatrical releases, how does this change? I mean, the whole the whole landscape of the way entertainment is brought to us and reviewed and judged is going to change as a result of this. Well, I kind kind of working at one of those, you know entertainment places, any electronic stores anyway, you saw that blue ears were getting smaller and smaller. They went from Mm -hmm. having half a store Mm -hmm. to a couple shelves to, Hey man, the only thing we really have is the, is the new releases. And if something got reissued other than that, sorry, man, if you're looking for a movie that's over five years old, good luck. You know, Uh, I kind of saw that coming years ago. And then people were saying, well, if the internet companies do what they want to do and start charging you per like movie, video game, whatever, that's the only thing that can kind of save Blu-ray. Otherwise, it looks like those are going to go bye by the way of like the VHS tape. So, yep. Well, I think that's an important thing to think about. I mean it more from a maybe it just goes back to um, some of the things I used to do in marketing, where right now to me is a prime time for good to great faith measures by communities or corporations. Who, necess- who not necessarily have them. Do you know what I mean? Like, give us something now and then be like, later, hey, remember when we took care of you? Scratch our back. You know what I mean? Something like you, that. You're, you're seeing so some of these movie companies like Universal, like, hey, we're just going to go ahead and release this movie on streaming, guys. It's a freebie on us. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. When this is over, remember what we did. Please come see our movies in theaters. Yeah, and, and, and don't cancel your Universal. Yeah, right. Don't cancel Netflix or whatever. Whatever. Right. I think that that's awesome. And I, of course, would be a supporter of that because that's a a great model to follow. I sadly am, and maybe this is just me, but I sadly am too cynical and jaded to think that that in mass that people will go for that. I I think, uh, I don't think people... They won't repay it back. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Thank you, Bye. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm just... To me, that's that's to me now is a golden opportunity. But let's talk more a little bit. Uh, segue, segue, segue <laughs> about what some of these things are based off of, and that's the comics themselves. Yeah, yeah. Diamond has stopped shipping to brick and mortars, and a lot of them didn't find out from Diamond. That to and, me is crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. The, and, that's and the Diamond part. has also stopped receiving shipments from the publishers. Yeah, even. Like yep. they and, have and making payments, close their doors. Yeah, making yeah, payments they, they, and layoffs. They and, yeah. Payments and did layoffs right away. They're like, we're not paying anybody. Just close door, lock it up. And it's like, wow, that's what companies do when they flop. To be honest. With well, you. and the funny thing about it is, is that we all knew that this was the nature of the beast. Right. That mm-hmm. all of the publishers sent all of their shit to Diamond, and Diamond sent it out. Yeah. Right. Diamond was the monopoly on it. Right. And that's the thing. I, 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 I thought having a monopoly on something was against the law. Well, technically, they have a monopoly by default because right. there is no other distribution company. Now, it is against the law to have a monopoly in the sense that if another distribution company were to open up and let's say Diamond went out to purchase yep. that distribution yeah, and company bought them out. and bought them That's out, illegal. that is illegal. But it okay. is not illegal to run your company and not have competition. If nobody right. steps up, that's not your fault. Right. True. Mm-hmm. So my thing is about this whole situation is, and and no matter what, it, it, this was going to happen. It's not Diamond's fault that there's a global no, pandemic. No, right. But now that there is a global pandemic, we actually have the time to actually look at the system and go, you know what? This isn't working. Yeah, or this could work better. And in business, I always thought it was a hell of a lot easier to just eliminate the middleman. Right. I mean, well, I might be wrong. But I, I think that's what's happening. Because this morning, as of the, the, the morning of, of the day that we are recording this episode, DC has announced that they will start direct shipping to shops as of April 28th. So, so DC is not, they're bypassing Diamond. They're bypassing Diamond. They're wow. going to start wow. direct shipping. 
Now, I think they're starting their slate off small with, I think, four or five books a week. But still, we're getting comics back. We're getting comics, and they're going to be on Tuesdays now. How about that? New comic day is going to move to Tuesdays. The comics were always ready on Tuesdays. Yeah, right. Surprise, exactly. surprise. Most shops got their got their stuff because of like UPS and FedEx being on their game. They get their right. stuff Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday night and they're just ready for you on Wednesdays. So yeah, so you know, that that idea that you have, Mr. X, about cutting out the middleman, it's starting. Obviously, the whole world is going to be a drastically different world when we come out of this than it was two months ago. The world as we knew it has changed. Yes. And, and, you know, of course, on this show, we're just talking about our, our pop culture stuff. So in that sense, the world of comics, too, industry of comics will drastically change what gets done, what gets put out, what uh, companies greenlight, what storylines get pushed through, what gets printed as a floppy and what goes directly to a digital file, to, to a, do- a download PDF, you know. It's all going to change, and I think this DC direct shipping that's starting is is the first step of it. Uh, I looked at the article, and I've read what's coming out over the next handful of weeks, and Mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. though I only collect two titles from DC right now, none of the things that I'm collecting are coming out. Yeah. So, you know what? Uh, Well, Great for everybody else who's collecting all those other titles, but I'm still sitting over here with no new book to read. Well, and I'll tell you what, you guys know that I read way too many DC titles and, <laughs> you know, I, yep. I, I probably, you know, of, of the incontinuity DC stuff that gets put out, obviously they publish a lot of other stuff too, but of the incontinuity stuff that they put out, I probably read about two thirds of it. And there's very little coming out in the next few weeks that I even get. Mm. So very little of what's coming out is actually incontinuity stuff. Just give me... The many that's the Vic Sage final book. Give it to me, DC. Give me what I want. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I, I, I don't think that. they're going to do that just yet. But the fact that you actually bring up that miniseries, which I started, but then did not continue because A, it was an oversized book and finding a, a bag and a board to be able to safely and securely put it in and then a box also you'd have to get a magazine a magazine box yeah and bag and board, bag and, board yeah. and bag and board yep and also it was what an eight dollar book yeah seven dollars like yeah i was like i enjoy the question but i had to i had to back off and i think going forward when the comic industry does get back on its feet i think things like that if you're going to put out a book that's going to be oversized, warn people about mm. it. You know, uh, another thing that I find extremely annoying, especially to my pocketbook, stop putting books out twice a month. Yeah. Yeah. That hurts. You know, actually, now that you mention it, Mr. X. Or that... make the book a little bit cheaper so I can afford to pick it up twice right. a month. Like, like you're going you're gonna to spend $6, but, you, you know, like this for a month, same as a regular book. Cool. Instead of like, oh, each one is $6. Great. Now I'm yeah. $12 in for two books. Fantastic. Right. And now that you mentioned it about pocketbooks, I mean, you know, that's that's an, another excellent point. I think we're going to see a lot less of random one-shots and miniseries because the economy as a whole is taking a hit. Now, it's not oh, yeah. because of a bubble burst or anything like that. You know, it's it's a very different kind of economical hit and one that probably we can bounce back from quicker than say what we went through in 2008 but it's still a hit no matter how you cut it therefore people are not going to be able to afford to buy an eight issue event series with seven mini series tie-ins and six one shots and you know they're just not and going every to be single book having at least three to five variant covers in variant covers and all yeah i think i think that we are going to see a far more selective amount of titles that publishers print and probably far fewer variants for a little while. I think, I think we're going to, to see a drastic change in content because and I would be fine yeah. with that. I, as would I. Yeah. But guys, that's just what we think. That is. Yeah. What do you out there think? What do you predict will happen in this hellscape world we currently live in? What Phoenix will emerge from these ashes? 
visit our website at www.mybigfatpolis.com. Find us on Twitter, Instagram. I've actually uh, got the smoke signals up and running. Who knew that this was the perfect time to bring them back? The new to you comic book day movement. Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah, so there is this movement that seems to be happening on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all the social media platforms that started the week after the final week that Diamond sent out comics. And the hashtag, I saw it on uh, writer James Tinian's Twitter page. I follow James Tinian, who writes, uh, currently he's on Batman now, and he wrote um, Justice League Dark and uh, Justice League with uh, Scott Snyder. And uh, uh, Didn't he write uh, Detective Comics for a while, too? He did write Detective Comics, and I think he's also the, the writer of um, Something is Killing the Children. So nothing mainstream, oh. is what you're saying. No mainstream right. comic guy. <laughs> yeah, right. just, a little, just a little indie guy. Just right. a little indie guy. Yeah, he's, he's an amazing writer. And so I was following him and I noticed one day that he posted this thing and it was a hashtag of hashtag NTYCBD, which is new to you comic book day. So since we don't have new comic book day right now, they started this. And this the idea here is that you you read something that is new to you doesn't matter how how old it is or, or how recent it came out and uh, and then post about it share it tell people about it well at the time of this announcement we we weren't able to get together and record episodes you know between the quarantine and Mr X moving and everything it just it wasn't happening regularly so I decided to jump on the new to you comic book day movement and I started a video series called Dr. Impact's Quarantine Comic Book Prescription. Yes. You know, I usually try to keep the videos under 10 minutes, and it's just something that I, you know, is new to me, and I just, I share my thoughts with people. And these videos, we've got them posted on Facebook. You can find them uh, on our Facebook page. You can also find them on the Archlight Entertainment YouTube page. Archlight Entertainment is, is nice enough to edit these videos together for us so um wonder i wonder why sweet guys sweet guys they are awesome awesome people good good people and and it's very it's very fun and it's uh it has forced me to read some things that i have acquired over time but have not had the time to read and uh and i'm noticing that it it seems to be something that that people are kind of catching on to. Um, most notably, there is a comic shop here in the St. Louis area that I want to give a, a personal thank you and shout out to, the Fantasy Shop in Maplewood, who not only checked out the video and checked out the show as a result in the podcast, but also gave us a shout out on their social media platforms. Which uh, you know I don't know about you guys, but I you know that was very cool to see that they that they jumped on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's also really cool to know that even though all of the brick and mortar stores are pretty much, you know, locked up, they're still doing mail delivery services. They're still doing, some of them are doing the uh, curbside pickup. Uh, You may not be able to get new comic books, but you can always give them a call and say, Hey, do you have such and such? Right. And they can go, they can look and like, yeah, we do. We got a bunch of it. Do you want, how, mu- how many do you want? You know, I mean, obviously the guys over at uh, at the fantasy shop oh yeah, Maplewood, you know, uh, David and Dylan and Liam, those are the three main guys that, that work there. And, um, you know, they're, they're open. If you, if you see something in one of the videos that we talk about, or if you've heard of something on a past episode and you want to read it and share it with us on those new to you comic book day videos, man, give one of these shops like the fantasy shop a call, do the curbside pickup, pick it up from them um, that, you know, they're there for you while we wait for new comics. Some of the other shops that we go to here in the St. Louis area, you know, they're doing very similar things on their, on their feeds, yeah. uh, jumping on this new to you comic book day deal. Justin's comics, which is a, a shop that, that, we all frequent pretty regularly. Yeah, we're we're the type of group that likes to roam. Yes. We've got we've got a lot of places that we like to hit. It's not just one shop, it's several shops. Yeah. Because you can never find everything that you want at just one shop. And no shop 
perfect, they might miss a book or two and then sell right. out of it. Right, right. Very, very and true. Like Fantastic Four number five. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, too, we, because we've shopped at so many different stores over the years and we've known, we've gotten to know some of the people that, that run these stores, on some level, we consider ourselves... I don't know if necessarily friends with the shop owners, but we've considered ourselves friendly with them. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and you know, if you go to a shop regularly because it's down the street from you, that's fine. But, you know, that doesn't mean that you should stop supporting the shop that you used to go to, you know, that the have good people running it. And so, yeah, we, we always tend to, I mean, gosh, Mr. X, you and I, I think hit two or three a, a week. Yeah. Often. Yeah. Uh, and, um, Spreading the wealth. Yep, spreading the wealth. Um, But they all are doing something for the new to you comic book day movement. And yeah, we've jumped on to to that bandwagon as well. In fact, I am told that our sometimes pop-in guest host, Dragonus Prime, will be joining the new to you comic book day movement very shortly and and be putting out a, a video of his own soon so keep your eyes open for that as well well that's cool i didn't know cavemen knew how to use technology (laughs) (laughs) well this one apparently does it's Uh, a very cybernetic beard that's right that's right it's a robotic beard um what about you guys do you guys have uh you know anything to throw in on the new to you movement I think I'm so far behind in my reading that every book I read will be new to me. So like every like, Ooh, Batman beyond that's new to me. I haven't seen that guy in a while. How was he up to? That's the idea. I mean, the first book that I did on my, on, on the prescription show was a, a nine issue miniseries called the end league from uh, dark horse, which gosh, what did that come out? 2002, 2003. Yeah. Something like that. So something um, like that. You know, certainly not a new book, but but new to me. Um, one episode that I will be doing coming up is going to be on the 2012 relaunch of Valiant. I have finally started reading Valiant, and I'm I'm wanting to get through about the first year's worth before Ooh. I do a video on it. So that's something coming down the line on the prescription show. But um, it doesn't have to be something that that you got in your pull eight months ago that you're behind right. on. It can be something much older than that yeah i'm excited for um dr strange and his new school of wizards and wizardesses ah the strange Strange academy Academy. yeah Yeah. holy crap i thought you made that up i was like what are you talking about (laughs) oh like got it yeah that one okay that's the disappointing thing about this whole shutdown was that that first issue came out and i'm like wow i like this Yep. Yep. Same. This is what I. This is what I've been missing from the mutant books. The the school angst, the teen angst type of uh, scenario. It's one of the things that prompted me during this quarantine, and I I probably should do a post about it at some point, but I I just haven't to go back and start the X Men, rereading the X Men from the very beginning, uh, the Jack Kirby, Stan Lee stuff, because wow. Many of those first 50, 60 issues, sure, I've read some of the big ones, but many of those older ones will be new to me. New to you, yeah. All right. You know what? I, that, is, that is also upsetting because, like, the Wasteland Avengers, that was, like, the end of the whole Old Man Logan stuff. Yeah. We only got a couple issues out of that, and it's only supposed to be, like, five issues long. And so it's like, man, we got to wait a couple more extra months for it to come out. And that's that's killer. I'm like, that's yeah. killer. I'm <laughs> like, man, I'm like, you're wrapping up like a, you know, so, so uh, yeah, it hurts. And that's where we want to ask you, what have you been reading during the quarantine? What is your hashtag NTYCBD reads during this period go on our social media specifically find the dr impact quarantine comic book prescription videos and share your answers there with us take a video of yourself uh we'd love to you know see our listeners and interact with you guys so let us know what you are reading during this time those were our current issues for this quarantine edition ladies and gentlemen We hope you found the content entertaining during this strange and scary time we find ourselves in. Until our next installment, I am Mr. X. Mark Danger reporting at the end of the world. I'm Smurfy. And as always, I am 
Dr. Impact. Reminding you that just because you can't physically geek out with others, you can still go geek yourself. That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible. Want to help support the show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at multiple tiers, sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks. You can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic pics, breaking news stories, and glimpses into our everyday geek lives. Until next time, keep your turtle shells waxed. (laughs) Your power rings charged. And your proton packs primed. Ooh, what's this do? No, Smurfy, not the containment unit. Insert the tone. Toodly doo. That is not the tone. <laughs> you gotta stop laughing. Oh, I can't. I'm like, oh, we changed sure. the tone. Okay. Nice. You're a big old giggle puss tonight, aren't you, Murph? Oh, God. I gotta get out more. It was that super lighthearted tone that caught me by surprise. In this hellscape world we currently live in, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting hellscape. I'm just here to make Murph giggle with my doodly doos and you giggle <laughs> with escapes. So I, I'm already here. <clears throat> you need to get outside more, buddy. Right? I didn't say any of those things. This weird guy in a trench coat and a fedora busts in and out every now and then. My name's not Marv. I don't want to be responsible for yet another one of your <laughs> personalities. <laughs> so let's just <laughs> <push> on. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Moving um, on. Moving right along. <laughs>